0: I'm so glad you're here this morning. What a message and song. Amen. Amen. What a challenge. It's not about having church, guys. It's not about just coming Sunday and finding somewhere to sit and dedicate a few minutes to God. It is about God working in your life, my life. It is about you and I getting honest with him and acknowledging their needs in our life that only he can meet. I hope and pray as we gather this morning as they inspire us by song. God will inspire us through his word. Let's go to the Lord in word prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you're here with us. We thank you, Father, for the hope that we have in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And though, Father, we come with a mixed batch of needs and concerns and issues, Lord, we're thankful. We're thankful, Lord, that you're qualified and capable for all of those needs. And, Lord, that you and your love is here to help us, not only to find peace and happiness and joy in our life, but to make our life influential to point others to you. Lord, guide us in our journey. Don't let us believe the lies of Satan. Help us to realize that with your hand on our life, there are great things that you can and will do. Guide us now, Lord, as we worship together. Inspire our hearts, Father, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want to share with you a message this morning entitled, Facing the Giants. What is your giant? Over these years, I've witnessed many giants in the lives of many of you, in the lives of others, in my own life. There are those giants that we face, those issues that are bigger than life itself, those struggles with which we face and we wonder, is there an answer, is there a solution, is there any way past this? In the 7th chapter of Matthew, Jesus comes to the end of the Sermon on the Mount. He says, Ask and it will be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. It is that beautiful principle that you and I are not out there alone. But that our Lord is there and will and can and does desire to work in our lives. There's a passage that I gave them upstairs, I want to share with you, found in Acts chapter 12, verse 5. Acts chapter 12, verse 5. They are seeking to eliminate the church. And so they arrest its foremost spiritual leader at this point, if you will. A disciple you and I remember and know as is Peter. The church is troubled uh, he he is their leader Whatever disciples and all of the disciples that still exist It is still Peter that leads the ranks They are worried, they are concerned And listen to what's going on So Peter, verse 5, was kept in prison But the church was earnestly praying to God for him Simple The church was earnestly praying to God for him Now you know this story as well as I do They have guards. They're with him around the clock. They're guarding the prison. That night, in answer to prayer, God sent his angel, if you will, and the shackles just fell off, and the guards just went to sleep, and the locked doors just kind of opened on their own. And before Peter knew it, he was standing outside the jail. And not long later, he's knocking on the door at the prayer meeting. And the church is praying fervently, day and night. They're praying that God will somehow intercede when Rhonda comes to the door. And Rhonda cracks open the door, not much, just a little bit, because she's afraid. And she sees Peter, and she slams the door in his face. And she runs back inside and says, hey, guys, Peter's here. What do you mean Peter's here? They think he's died, that a a spirit has appeared. Peter's gone and they're troubled. And Rhonda finally goes back and opens the door and lets him in. They prayed without ceasing. That's the principle. Folks, we are all in life going to face our giants. And the real key is that you and I learn to trust God enough to pray without quitting, without ceasing. We all face the devil's giants he sends along our path. Sometimes we need God's guidance. But sometimes we need his hand. We need his help. We need more than just guidance. We need intervention, if you will, in our life. Paul went on to say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Sometimes it is in the resource that God has blessed you with that with his help, You can overcome the giant that you face. God has made a promise to make us a way of escape when we are in the midst of temptations that are like giants. We can't beat on our own. He said that if we will resist, He will give us a way to overcome. But you say, Brother Kim, what do you mean by a giant? It is that that threatens your life, your happiness, And your fulfillment as a child of God. Guys, it takes all sorts of shapes and sizes and forms, but for you and I, it can become, if you will, a giant. What is your giant this morning? What is your overwhelming obstacle? It may be a habit, it may be a habit that you won't break, that right now threatens your life as a believer. For some, it may be uncontrollable anger. Maybe that's the way you grew up. But right now, that issue, that habit in your life is threatening your home. Your family doesn't understand it. You don't even understand it. You just know you're struggling with it. And the people you love most, you seem to be the angry at the most. That may be the habit that you need God to help you conquer that is your giant. It may be something altogether different. It may be uncontrollable spending. That that sense to have things that, that gives you a sense of fulfillment in life and you put the family in financial jeopardy because you just can't seem to quit buying. It threatens your life and your home and the success of your family. For you, it has become a giant. It takes on many forms. It may be uncontrolled flirting. You need that reassurance that, that, that you're special. You don't mean anything by it. You, you just like to be reinforced. And Yet if you're not careful, it'll destroy your marriage and ruin your home. It may be drugs or drinking that threatens your life. It started out just as as pain medicine for an injury. And one injury fell behind another injury, behind another injury. And before long, you realize that you've been taking it so long. All of a sudden, your body craves it. It is an epidemic in our country. Well, you know that and I know that. Most people that end up on this road didn't intend to start there. But right now, they're facing a giant. And they need God's help. I want to tell them, and I want to tell you, God's there to help. He is real. And He does and will intervene as we seek Him in our life. It may be the habit of criticism that sours life. It's just a bad habit. But it's our giant, and it affects our world and our relationships. It may be the habit of giving up that defeats you before you ever get started. And God has got so much more planned for you than you've ever come to realize. But you think you can't do it, so you've already given up. It is your giant. It is what you face. It may be a loved one you can't help. It may be a rejection that you can't overcome. It may be a hurt that you won't let go of or a wrong that you won't forgive. But it is your giant. That stands between you and God's plan and purpose and fulfillment in your life it may be a broken relationship that you feel is crashing in and you're worried it may be the fear that you can't face but as we turn to scripture I want us to look at some insights for just a moment would you follow with me on a little journey I want to turn, if we may, to that familiar story found in the book of 1 Samuel. Now you know the story, but I want to touch on a few things that maybe you're not as familiar with. Israel is in a battle for their lives. The army of Israel is on one side of the hill. There's a valley below, and the army of the Philistines is on the other. We see all this in 16th, 17th chapter, 1 Samuel. For 40 days, Goliath has stepped out in the midst of that and he has challenged Israel. Now here's the deal. The deal is this. Instead of all of this army getting together and fighting all of that army and a lot of us die, let's just send our champion out. Let the two of them fight and let them settle the issue. Pretty logical, isn't it? The only problem was is that Goliath stands somewhere between 9 and 10 feet tall. That is one big dude, right guys? He is enormous. And there's not anybody on Israel's side that wants to mess with him. This has gone on for 40 days. This is over a month. The giant that they're facing. David's father has sent him to the battle lines. Try to picture the story. He's he's just carrying food to his big brothers who are soldiers on the line. What happens? For 40 days, verse 16 of chapter 17, for 40 days the Philistines came forward every morning and every evening and took their stand. You see the picture. Then I want to drop all the way down to verse 26 now David shows up now he's the shepherd boy I don't know how old he is 15 18 17 see I really don't know I don't think scriptures clear but when the king talks to him he says son you're just a boy David asked the men standing near him what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He said, Who does this guy think he is? These are the armies of the God of heaven. I want you to listen to verse 28. When Elab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him. And he asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? What's he saying to it? Boy, go back home. You don't belong here. <laughs> you get the picture? You're just going back home. You don't. The devil says that to all us, you and I, all the time. You don't belong here. You can't beat this. You can't win this battle. You are facing a giant that's going to whip you. Even Big Brother says it. He says you just come down here to watch a battle. Going home. Well, the king overhears this, sends for young David, and he says, "David, you can't do this. You're just a boy. You know the story." And David said, "Listen, God has delivered me from what? From a bear and from a lion. Now, whatever you got to say about the young fellow, he's feisty, right? A lion and a bear." And he will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. I don't care how big he is, how tall he is. There are times in life that God helps you and I face our giants in the confidence that he has built in our life through his faithfulness through the years to us. We have seen him do it before and we believe he can do it again. Sometimes we bow up and we pray and we say, God, help me to do it. And we step to the front line. We put the rock in our sling and we let it go. And God guides it to its destination right between that armor, right here between his his ears. We see his confidence, his courage, and his conquest. This is not simply a childhood story. This is a real-life account of a young man who found in God the courage to face his giant. And the first step you and I have to take is a willingness to say, I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm not giving in. I'm going to turn to God in prayer, and I'm going to use the resources he's given me. I'm not going to quit. Don't you love a guy that won't quit? Don't you love a guy or a young lady that won't give up and throw in the towel at the easiest struggle? He would not quit. Several years ago, a very fine Christian couple received news that in the later year of having children, she was going to have a child. The only problem was was there was going to be problems. The child was not going to be normal. Not at all. They struggled with that. They prayed about that because in their Christian conviction, having an abortion was just not on the chart. And they prayed diligently and they prayed fervently. Lord, what do we do? They made a decision to have that child. They prayed about it and God gave them a peace. And God gave them what they needed. Guys, that's been many years ago. And I never failed to see that father that he doesn't tell me how wonderful that child is in their life. No, they're not normal. They're not normal as you and I would say it. But that child God has used to be a blessing in their life. It was a giant that they faced and that was the way God helped them overcome the giant. God guided them And that child has been a blessing in their life. There are the giants, if you will, that you and I can conquer. But then there are the giants that we can't. There are the battles that you and I, with all of our resources, can overcome. In 2 Samuel chapter 21, we find what I call the second half of the story, if you will. 2 Samuel 21, beginning with verse 15. Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. And David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines and he became exhausted. And Ishbenah, one of the descendants of Reba, whose bronze spearhead weighed 300 shekels and whose armor was armed with a new sword, said he would kill David. That's about seven and a half pounds. That's the end of the spear. You ever picked up a five-pound bag of sugar, guys? Had to do it for something at school? Seven and a half pounds. That was the end of this thing. Here's a guy just like his cousin or, or uncle. I'm not exactly sure the relationship. They're all from the same family. This is Goliath's family. Probably his nephew. And he too is one of those nine-foot enormous guys. And he says, I'll kill David. And you know what? He was fixing to The Bible said, and David became exhausted. He wasn't standing 20 feet away throwing a rock. This time, he's swinging a sword against this guy. And he's whipped. Because he is fighting. God has not guided a stone, but he's out there on his own. God has more than one way to whip the giants, guys. Listen what happens. But Abishai, son of Zeru, came to David's rescue, and he struck the Philistine down, and he killed it. You know who that was? That was David's sister's boy. That was his nephew that was a part of his army. His strong, young nephew stepped in the ranks, and he became God's source to conquer the giant that he faced. Imagine that, David the giant killer, whipped. David never could conquer giants, only God could. And as God guided his stone through that narrow opening, through Goliath's armor, he would guide Abishai to his side in his hour of need. You see, God's the giant killer, not not David. It is our Lord that helps us conquer these giants in life that I face, that you face, in your struggles in life. See, church is not just about coming and sitting in a building and absorbing a little bit from God's Word. It is about a personal relationship with a living God. The God that we call upon, that actually, honestly, in reality intervenes in our lives. It's not about playing church and just trying to stay awake till a broken end gets thick. It is about hearing God's voice in His Word and hearing God. Turning our backs on God is not the answer. Blaming God when we struggle is not the solution. Running from God is not the remedy. The answer is to turn to Him, to lean upon Him, and to trust in Him. Sometimes our rescuer, our Abishai is the Holy Spirit of God interceding in prayer for us when we don't even know what to pray. Don't you love that verse in the Bible? That when you and I have gotten desperate and we've asked God and we've asked God and the answer hadn't come, that we just pray, God, let the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit intercedes. In other words, He prays for you to the Father when you don't know what to ask. Sometimes he is a Christian brother who God sends to our aid. Sometimes in your battle, in my battle, as we turn to Christian friends, they step to the ranks and say, let me help you. Let me pray with you. Let me be your listening ear and confiding friend. Let me come to your rescue. For David, Abishai was God's redeemer. For Elijah, it would be the ravens that he would send with food for him in the wilderness as he made his way to meet with God. For Elisha, it would be the widow and her son that for three years they would feed them while the drought ravished the land. For Paul, it would be a young John Mark who rededicated his life and came back to God that propped him up when he felt like he'd fall. Peter it would be an interceding church that wouldn't give up and kept praying for him. If I can't accomplish but one thing in my effort to communicate the truth of God's word, I want to, I want to leave one thought in your memory. Keep praying. God's on his way. You, when you face the giant, keep praying, God's own way Don't lose that faith Don't give up because you haven't seen the answer yet There are things in life we can't do There are battles that we alone cannot win But thank God we are not alone Our Lord is there with us To face our giants Those giants take many forms as we talked about earlier God is there to help us conquer them if we will let him, if we will ask him, and if we will trust him. I ask you this morning, is there a giant in your life? Is there a struggle there that you need to take off of your plate and say, okay, Lord, I'm putting it on yours. I'm looking for Abishai. I'm looking for your intervention. Guys, don't quit till the Lord arrives. I promise you, He hears your prayer. He loves His children. And He intervenes in our lives. Let's go to the Lord in a word of prayer this morning. Lord, be with us today. Give us faith and courage to learn to trust you. Let us not be content, Lord, to play church. But guide us as we personally, individually seek to learn how to walk with you. Give us the courage to trust you and the determination to stand with you until the battles are won and you are glorified And we are assured of your presence. We ask these things, Lord, in Jesus' name.